Welcome to 24 Keras. I'm Kelly Johnson, founder and CEO of Keras by KJE. We're a strategy consulting and leadership development firm specializing in the DEI space, uh, really helping organizations to transform their workplace cultures. Right now, we're in a series about employee resource groups, and I've had a lot of fun. I hope you've had fun uh, listening in to the conversation with Damika Stringer. She is a DEI practitioner and leader, um, has more than 20 years of human resources experience, and she has been dropping these amazing golden nuggets about employee resource groups and their impact. So Damika, thank you for coming back and continuing this conversation with me today. I'm loving these references to gold, dropping golden nuggets. Like this is, you're just like making my day. Like when I, when I'm having like a blah day, I'm going to like text Kelly and say, can you mention a little bit about nuggets? Drop golden some nuggets. nuggets. Drop some nuggets. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, you have, I mean, they've just been, you've talked about the human case. You've talked about individual leaders, which I love that term. Um, you've talked about having you know, positive disruption and the, you know, the courage that it can take, sometimes the loneliness of being that positive disruptor. So um, we believe in giving credit where credit is due. And um, you've just been an amazing partner over the years and uh, truly a privilege to walk alongside you. Um, I want us to continue talking about ERGs and, you know, there's how they can help create an environment of respect and empathy. And I think about, speaking of positive disruptor, um, when I was researching sort of when did ERGs um, first get started, the credit actually goes to um, Xerox. Um, back in the 1960s, uh, there was a um, black leader uh, who came up with the idea there was some major racial tension, of course. It was in the middle of the 60s. Um, but, but Xerox actually gets credit for being the first company to create what would evolve into employee resource groups. It was a bit more of kind of an affinity group, I think, at the time, or like an employee caucus. But um, that, you know, we always need that pioneer, that leader to um, get us started and um, really grateful for the people who sacrificed and went before us um, at Xerox, and even the the CEO at the time uh, who embraced it, um, because that was likely you know a revolutionary idea at the time. Um, so, I would love to get your thoughts about when we look at ERGs, and you know, are are we prepared today? Less so, more so. Um, to truly embrace ERGs and, and their ability to create empathy and respect in the organization. Let's talk a little bit. We started with a little bit of a history lesson, but let's fast forward to where we are in this climate post-pandemic, post-George Floyd. Um, what are your thoughts about where we are today? Yeah, so that's a good question. So my perspective when it comes to that, I think... So I think, I think we have pockets, um, and I think the pockets stem from a number of things. Um, demonstrating empathy, I think, is critical. I think meeting people where they are, um, and 
truly, truly creating safe spaces for people to fumble. Because I think that speaks to the complexity of humanity, right? Um, I just recently heard this amazing speech by, you know, Holly Berry. I forget which award show she was at, but she rocked it. Um, I mean, even thinking about it now gives me chills. I listen to it often. And, you know, she talked about the complexity of humanity. And she talked about how, you know, we can be confident and we can be fearful at the same time. And she, you know, just compared a number of things. Again, the complexity of humanity. Um, we can be great sometimes and we can be meh sometimes. And that's okay. So I think it's recognizing that everybody's on a different level. Everybody is coming from a different background. Everybody is looking through a different lens. And so empathy is key. Um, because this is a complex, again, I'm just going to keep reiterating because I'm in this space. It is a complex, it's a fulfilling space, but it is a complex space. And to your point about George Floyd, I mean, I can recall even how we navigated that at my former um, amazing organization that I used to work at. Um, and I think we did a really great job for a host of reasons. Uh, one, we recognized it. And it wasn't even a question. It's just a matter of how um, to right. honor um, and, 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 you know, to honor um, what happened. And again, the human case, how it was impacting certain employees of a certain demographic or black and African-American um, employees. Um, so meeting people where they are, you know, one of the things I hear a lot you know, and especially when we first got started with my former employer was that, you know, hey, I'm not really sure. I kind of see the benefit of employee resource groups, but don't you think they can kind of create divisiveness and, you know, you know, you're breaking us up into groups and, you know, you got the black group here and you got the Hispanic Latinx group and you got the LGBT, LGBTQ group and you got the women in the multi -dress. And so I say the very opposite, right? Because one, it took bravery to create that portfolio and to continue to grow that portfolio of various groups because these groups are a microcosm of our society. Yes. Right? And so we can walk through those corporate doors every day, but nothing changes until something changes. Mm. Right? Nothing changes until something changes so again if done right and we're creating these safe spaces we're creating psychological safety we're creating spaces where people can be truly authentically who they are we're giving people a seat at the table we are respecting not just a seat at the table because it's a difference between a seat right and actually being heard. You, you can have a lot of seats. I mean, we can pull up seats. We can go find seats in the conference room and somebody's empty wow. office and we can pull up seats. But I can yeah. tell you personally, I've, I, I've been in positions where I've had a seat, right? But I haven't had a voice. Um, so powerful. It, it's powerful. just like when I think about, you know, 
putting people into positions, but not giving them power. So you got the position, but you don't have the power. So what's what's the benefit of that? Yeah. So being inclusive and making sure that if somebody is at that table, that they're just not, they just don't have a presence from a representation standpoint. So you can check that off and say, well, you know, so-and-so is present, but what did they contribute? What did you allow them to contribute? Did you meet them where they were? Um, did you speak to the value of their contributions? Um, I think that's really important. People want, and again, the human case, people want to feel like they're more than, you know, individuals that are producing widgets. Right. Right. They want to feel like they're making a significant, meaningful contribution um, and that they matter and that they have a voice um, and, and that people are actually, not just that they have a voice, that people are listening to it. That's right and applying you know what they've shared um and recognizing what they've shared so i think that's where all that comes in with the you know employee engagement and satisfaction and recognition and people feeling value because they're just not talking the talk but they're walking the walk um so i think empathy and a host of you know other factors are really important um and i think Employee resource groups really help us. Like I mentioned, within an organization, right? You got your. I mean, we it truly represents a microcosm, you know, of society. And so, if we can get it right, because um, this is our work, if we can get it right in the walls of corporate, then that spills over. Yes. You know, to our communities, right? So yeah. it's just not. Oh, we do this within the walls of this organization, but I am learning things. I am learning to use my voice. I am learning to be brave. I am learning to be a positive disruptor. You know, I am learning to understand other cultures. I'm learning to ask the right questions. Well, I'm learning to fumble and possibly offend someone, but I have the tools to know how to navigate and reconcile that. So if I do that outside of the organization, then I know how to navigate that, hopefully in a way where that person will show me grace. Right. Right? Because none of us knows everything about anything. We know something, some things, right? Um, But we don't know everything. Um, And so I say empathy, grace, um, um, and making sure that even though we have chairs pulled up to the table that we are being inclusive um and and everybody has a voice and is respected yeah and we meet people on their level i love that you brought up that kind of common concern around employee resource groups that aren't we just causing more division aren't we creating segregation and I remember this this comes up often in one-on-one conversations with senior leaders. And I remember um, sharing with a, an executive team and that, that question came up. And I said, you know, ERGs 
provide a safe space for members of your employee communities that they may not have that same level of belonging when they are working with their normal team, right? And so, and, and generally we're, we're, we're talking about white people, right? White people not feeling like there is an ERG for me. And so that's when we have to say, you know, first of all, allyship and membership of every person, regardless of how you present, um, is so critical for any successful ERG effort. But I also think that it's okay for employees to have a place where they have a sense of belonging because in their normal day job, they may not have it. They may not feel like they can truly be their authentic self in their normal day-to-day and ERGs provide that benefit, which then turns into retention. It returns, you know, the return to the organization is I'm able to keep these employees. They're showing up more fully versus holding back because I'm, I'm covering, I need to hide aspects of who I am. So I appreciate you for bringing that up. And this has been yet another great conversation. We've probably got like another 60 seconds. Um, but is there anything else you want to add to this before we wrap up, Damika? No, I think I think you hit it in terms of your high level summary um, to your point. Employee resource groups, they are a safe space. And one thing that you mentioned that I appreciate is the allyship piece, right? Because that speaks to a lot of people that aren't a part of those demographics. They have a fear, right? Because this space, you really have to be vulnerable. And it's okay. Actually be having fears and, and being fearful of being vulnerable, that's actually kind of normal. So it's okay, right? And so when you're an ally, you get to lean into spaces that probably normally if you are, I'll take it to this level, if your personal um, circle isn't real, super diverse, you probably, this is probably your only space where you can actually lean in and have, you can observe, you can hear, you can listen, you can learn. Um, and that can change and sh- shape the way you think, reshape, right? We talk about learning, unlearning, relearning. Um, I mean, it's just powerful. You're, the ally role is so powerful. So ask the questions. There is no dumb question in diversity, equity, and inclusion because it's so complex and so nuanced. Ask the questions to the very cultures and groups that live it every day, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they will extend you grace in those safe spaces. And you walk away from that like, wow, I was brave. Like I was in a safe space. Like, you know, I asked, yeah. a, I asked a question, you know, cause we all got questions. You know, I asked the question I've been thinking about like for years, you know, about this yeah. particular community, but I never had an opportunity or I never felt safe, you know, to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, Hey, can I ask you a question when it comes to whatever related to your particular right. demographic now you have that opportunity so it just strengthens your you know cultural competence intelligence everything so yeah, yeah. allyship is so critical 
okay, we're going to have to have you come back and talk about allyship. Um, but this has been great. Yet another great conversation. Thank you so much, Damika. And thank you for tuning in to 24 Karis. We are truly honored that you would include us in your diversity, equity, and inclusion journey. And we hope that through this podcast that you will um, find resources to help you live a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7.